I'm Jeff Rake. And I'm M.W. Wilson. And we're exploring the drama and mystery of Manifest, episode 110. Talk about what's happening to the former captives. Right. Well, that's the question of the beginning of the episode, and it's something that is not answered within the episode. You know, Fiona theorizes that it's kind of the the fallout of the experimentation, and Sanvi believes that that makes you know sense to her. It's going to be an ongoing question as to whether or not these experiments administered to these patients are continuing to have lingering effects on these passengers. Have they? channeled the calling in some way that is kind of self-triggering. And that's not, that's, that's not something that's going to be immediately answered, but it's one of, of the ongoing mysteries that makes all of our passengers concerned that whatever happened to this small group cannot happen to the rest of them. Yeah, I mean, and I think it continues to explore that question of how are we all connected. Speak to Ben's research board and the seating assignments. What are those question marks and X's? So Ben's been tracking the seating chart since the pilot episode. We haven't necessarily been watching him track it, but that's been going on for him. It's an ongoing research project, and we see in these recent episodes that he is aware of every single passenger, and that's going to become even clearer in uh, the upcoming episodes. We'll see. He knows exactly who everyone is, where they sat, what their deal is. Where there's question marks and X's on the seats, that is where he is still kind of filling in the blanks. And so as of episode 110, maybe he didn't have a 100% lockdown on where everyone is. But we'll see by episode 13, I believe, that he has tracked down everyone. As we said from the beginning of series, 191 passengers. So there should be 191 seating assignments. Uh, I don't remember, as I sit here, honestly, if it's literally a full flight or if any of those X's and question marks indicate empty seats. So that'll be a mystery that I'm looking forward to solving as we get a few episodes down the line. Other people on staff know the answer to that. We might have to get some of the assistants in the room. I feel like the X's are empty seats, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they might be. I, I, I can't, but let's not get married I, to that. I can't, I can't picture them <laughs> right now, but know that Ben is on it. And, uh, and he's aware of everybody who was listed on the flight manifest. And he's, he's busily in the process of tracking everyone down. You know, it's Ben, leave no stone unturned. Stone. Touche. Touche. Michaela touches Paul and is transported into someone else's calling. Speak to that. Oh, damn. This is a big one. Michaela touches Paul and she's transported into a calling. By the end of the episode, she comes to realize that this is someone else's calling. I'm not going to tell you a thing about this mystery person other than she is not wrong. This is someone else's calling. And uh, the hand that we see at the end of the episode, it's probably obvious to the viewer that that's not Michaela's hand. That's part of what she is deducing. And from the gruff whisper and the hand, she is putting the pieces together and realizing uh, that's not her. We're going to meet this mystery person in episode 12, I can tell you that. And everything's going to be turned upside down. It's a big deal. It's going to reinvent our passengers' understanding of the calling. And 
from then on, they'll be looking at everything that's happening to them through a different prism. So it's a major card turn. It's probably the major card turn of season one. And I'm excited for the audience to see it. What is it about Paul that triggers this in Michaela? Well, I think that, um, you know, there is a connection between Michaela and Paul around their stories. And it kind of reflects the way that our passengers are always trying to puzzle out what the callings mean. It really does become about the meaning that we make of the things that we experience. And the meaning Michaela makes of Paul ultimately in the episode is the we're the same. And her self-loathing is what comes out through her relationship with Paul. Now, is that the right interpretation? There's not a right interpretation. There's what she brings to it and what her journey is and what she needs to learn. So I think that, you know, as in life, you know, we make meaning of things and that's sort of what propels us on our journey. And this is what propels Michaela on her journey. Talk about the new group of passengers. Is there anyone that fans should keep an eye on? Right. So here in episode 10, as you saw, we gathered a batch of passengers at the house. This is the majority of passengers who showed up at the airport perimeter at the end of the pilot. So not only are they passengers from the plane, but they are passengers who we presume experienced the calling just as our heroes have because they all were drawn to the airport at the end uh, of the pilot episode. One of the more outspoken members is a guy named Adrian who uh, appears for the first time here in 110. He was asking a lot of questions. He was complaining about the fact that uh, you know his disappearance and return had really caused uh, huge devastating problems in his life. Uh, no surprise. And uh, we should keep an eye on him because we're going to get to know him better. And he's going to take on an interesting role in the upcoming episodes where we are going to see passengers for the first time start to theorize and act on how they might create a silver lining for themselves in response to what's happening to them. And uh, he's going to become someone who I would describe as a morally gray character whose intentions will be called into question. Speak to Captain Daly's suspicions about Fiona. So Captain Daly is another one of the more outspoken passengers at this powwow that occurs at the compound. He is someone whose life, of course, like everyone else, has been turned upside down. But more than that, Daly is filled with frustration and self-loathing and is really troubled by the fact that the entire world holds him responsible for everything that's happened to the plane. And we're going to learn a lot more about Daly and his plight and his adventure in episode 11, which is coming right up. Uh, so it's no surprise that he thinks that there's a greater conspiracy at work because he knows that this was not his fault. But since he was in charge of the flight, if you will, he is looking for answers. And in that search for answers, fueled by his frustration, he is pointing his finger wherever he can. And for him, the low-hanging fruit is Fiona. As he says to Ben in 110, when they slip outside to kind of have a powwow, how does it make sense that this woman who has been studying collective consciousness just happens to be on the plane. How could that be random? And that all the passengers are experiencing what appears to be collective consciousness. 
Are his suspicions about Fiona justified? I don't really want to speak to that right now, but we're going to learn more about his suspicions and whether or not that's justified in the next episode to come. But that'll be an ongoing series question. Uh, you want to talk at all about the major? Um, the major. You know, the major obviously is going to be a big deal for us. And knowing that there is somebody out there who's of an even higher level than Vance was when we thought maybe Vance was the guy that we had to be worried about is ultimately going to be a, a really big deal for us. And she's coming. Powell is taken into custody. Talk about who might have taken him and whether or not he'll show up again. Uh, so the implication at the end of the episode is that there is some nexus between Powell revealing some information about the major and him subsequently being kind of scooped up and taken away by ND government suits. It would be a reasonable deduction for viewers to make that there's connective tissue there and therefore that the major is either directly or indirectly responsible for Powell being disappeared as he is at the end of the episode. But on Manifest, uh, if you haven't seen someone dead and buried on screen, we never know if we're going to see them again, do we? No. And, you know, and we should feel from that that the Major's tentacles are long. Touche. Talk about Aaron and his 828-Gate podcast. Aaron's a great ally for us because he, again, has a different lens into things. He's looking at things through his assistant network, and every puzzle takes multiple minds looking at it in different ways to solve it. And while he's not going to be the person who solves the puzzle, he will be an, he will be an essential piece for us. And, it, and somebody great for Ben to have to talk to, to look at things, who's, who does look at things differently. I love this character and I love this actor. I'm very hopeful that we can continue to tell his story. The actor, Marquis Rodriguez, is starting to blow up out there. So hopefully he remains available to us because we have more Aaron Glover stories to tell. And I think that, that you know, the podcast of it all helps, helps us open out a little bit into the world of how are other people engaging with the mystery of 828 and as we know today, podcasts are huge and people who get really into the latest true crime, the latest whatever, like they're going to podcasts to get that really in-depth look into what's happening that you're not going to get on CNN or whatever other major news outlet because there's just an ability to go into minutia that exceeds standard television format. And I like that small moment between... Ben and Aaron right at the beginning that reminds us that Ben is a little bit out of the loop in terms of how stories are told in the modern era when he says, you know, podcast, is, is that still a thing? And Aaron tells him, oh, it's very much a thing. Cal experiences the same calling as Michaela. Talk about the evolution of the callings as they relate to him. Right. So in this episode, we are seeing, as you described it, an evolution of the calling. And we first experienced that through the prism of Michaela. And then by the end of the episode, we see Cal is in the same place. And, you know, the idea here is that the callings give people what they need to know. And Cal and subsequently Michaela are going to be sent on a journey imminently. It will be 
the most important journey to date in the series and the calling needed to nudge them along. And so the calling has taken on a more palpable form, if you will, in order to nudge them forward. That journey is going to start with Cal. Michaela will follow and it's going to lead them, as I described it in response to an earlier question, to the major mythology card turn of season one. Will others continue to experience callings the same way or different ways? Well, that's to be determined, but I can tell you that by the end of season one, there will be another mystery figure who enters uh, our orbit who experiences a calling that includes a level of specificity parallel to this, and that will prove quite significant. That's closer to the, to the season finale. Is Michaela magical? Michaela says, I'm not magic. <laughs> but clearly she kind of is, right? Right, right. And, 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 and how do you say it? Uh, magic is in the eyes of the beholder. So uh, it's not for Michaela to say whether she's magic or not. And uh, I'm not sure if it's for us either. Or is she just affected by magic? Touche. Is Cal the Holy Grail? Uh, no comment, other than to say that, as Aaron Glover says, there's the Holy Grail of Arthurian legend, and then there is the Major's Holy Grail, right? And Count may in fact be the Major's Holy Grail, which is a big effing problem. Are Jared and Michaela soulmates? Jared and Michaela may in fact be soulmates, but we're going to call into question whether or not, you know, one only has one soulmate, and is it possible to have competing soulmates that might end up being a, a series triangle that she tugs at? How high does this conspiracy go? This conspiracy goes to the very highest levels that we can imagine. And we're going to keep exploring. Uh, we're going to push higher and higher and, uh, you know, see where it takes us. That's part of the fun of the journey. Hope you enjoyed the ride. Ready for the next chapter of Manifest? There's more mystery coming your way. Thank you for listening to this episode of Manifest, the official podcast. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, and please be sure to follow Manifest on socials at NBC Manifest on all platforms. 